Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Ty from the Unemployed Architects. Just flying solo this week. It's been a couple weeks of, or a few weeks of having guests, so I thought I would uh, check in, kind of doing my own solo thing today. Got some cool guests coming up as well, so that'll be something I'll probably talk about a little bit at the end, but... um, Anyway, so since uh, a lot of lot of stuff's been happening uh, with me personally, so I thought I would kind of get into it a little bit today. Um, four, I've had four shows, so I've had the the big coming back show was uh, at Distill Brewery here in Bloomington, Illinois. It was kind of a I had other shows booked at other places and. It turns out that those all were canceled, so, you know, I wasn't going to have any show, really. And I had a last-minute kind of pickup show at Distill, and uh, just ended up in, was Dave and I, is how we decided to do this one. It was, you know, ultimately a lot of fun. It was, uh, was we were rusty. I mean, that's that's to say the least, because we hadn't played a show in, like, two months uh, not together, not by ourselves. I'd been doing those live streams pretty regularly, but uh, those those uh, I'd kind of got a little burnout on doing them. So it was nice to be in person. I mean, everything felt a little weird generally, but uh, just to be around people and just to you know sing songs that I hadn't sang in front of people, like through a PA system. I haven't hadn't even used like sang through a microphone in a long time before that. And uh, so yeah, so it was a good show. We had fun. The the one weird thing was the stage was a little uh, leaned backwards. So I was like it was like an uphill battle, like the whole the whole show. So I got there pretty early set everything up and uh dave got there you know maybe half hour after i did he brought a lot of people which was cool and uh, i was you know i was outside midsummer so i was drenched in sweat before i even started but that's pretty you know standard but uh yeah, it was a lot of fun. My brother came, his uh, his wife uh, Emily came, and she had some family. And my Kevin Lyons and Kendall came. They uh, didn't know. I don't think that we were playing, but it just kind of happened. They happened to be there, so that was really cool to see them. And just some, you know, some uh, other people that come to our shows once in a while were there as well. So it's always good to see those those uh, repeat. Uh, fan friends, and it, I don't know. It just it was it was a really good time. It was nice to be outside. It was nice to be. We played like on a lake, kind of like right in front of the lake. And I did break break a couple strings, I think, which pretty classic for you know the summer humidity. And you know there were ups and downs. I think there were sh- there were songs that were. Very, very fun and great, and then there were some that were just uh, kind of lacking, I would say. But it was nice to have Dave there to kind of ha- have my back a little bit, I guess. And uh, so then that was Distill. That was probably the most fun one that we have done. Uh, I had a Clark Bar show. Or so we, were, we were booked every Thursday, or no, like every third Saturday 
of the month to play over there. And the first one that we were like that was actually back on since all of this. The, all of these are outside shows, and I haven't played an inside show in a really long time. But so this was outside, and it just ended up and you know pretty much rained like. It was iffy the whole time. They said that they would give me gas money if I made the trip. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll roll the dice, see what happens. And it was pretty, you know, I set set up everything. Well, probably too much stuff. My kick drum, I brought my canopy to kind of keep everything dry. And it ended up and it rained pretty bad. We ended up, had a couple people, a couple good friends, fans of ours. The tabs came and uh, Dave actually brought a friend of his as well and that was it you know it rained in the it rained in the yard or the beer garden so i mean we couldn't really play out there they have a little smokers area that was covered uh and the tabs asked us if we would just do like an acoustic set there and we ended up and we probably played for like 30 40 minutes just unplugged but i could tell the the people there probably wanted to go home. The people that were working because they weren't making like much money, and you know, so I, you know, I cut, I cut it off a little early. It was probably, you know, we were supposed to be played at six. We probably played six thirty to like seven thirty, and we were supposed to be done by nine anyway. So I don't know. It was, it was definitely a little disappointing, but it was fun that we still, you know, we still played acoustic. I had. Uh, Jenny, she she's a singer, Jenny Tab. So I played a song that she could sing, and then Dave's friend sang a few songs as well. It was just like a little intimate jam session, you know. And they were eating and drinking and all that. So, you know, it wasn't all bad. It was uh, a bummer to get like canceled, but it was uh, you know just a different different experience than I would have guessed, you know. So that was good. The next time, the next show, I played a Kankakee Farmer's Market up, uh, obviously, in Kankakee. And that was kind of a last-minute pickup show as well. And I just did it solo acoustic. And it was fun. I think that that one was probably, you know, it was early, which is always a little bit rough. But I had to get up at, like, 6 to drive <laughs> to drive all the way to Kankakee and get everything set up. And But I think it sounded good and... I think that, you know, the first, like, hour of the two was, you know, just getting my feet wet again, which was, uh, you know, it seems like since all these shows are so spread out that, you know, every time I have to, like, relearn how to do it, kind of, even though, you know, I still practicing regularly and uh, doing, doing uh, you know, I've, it, it, I've had some shows, but not a lot of shows. But it, it just feels like every time I do it, I'm kind of having to re-get into the groove of, like, setting everything up and playing. And, uh, you know, so so I was going to kind of weave this in here. But the place I... So beyond, you know, playing live, the place that I have worked for 10 years, Kidder Music, closed during all this COVID stuff. So, I mean, that that was a... A great job, a good source of income, and you know they really worked with my my playing schedule, which was you know I'd got gotten to the point where I pretty much just did three long days Monday through Wednesday, 
and then the rest of the week was pretty well mine. And of course, I don't think I appreciated it quite as much as I should have because it was um, it was a long process to get there. Like it was, you know, maybe I would only work uh, Saturdays in the summer. I was doing that for a long time. And then I was working Fridays too. And then maybe this, the Fridays lost the Fridays. So then I only had to work Saturdays in the summer. And then it was, okay, well, no Saturdays at all anymore because we had a bunch of staff changing. And my boss, uh, my boss, really, Darren, he really hooked me up with a good schedule. And maybe because I'd been there for, you know, years and years and didn't seem to be going anywhere. So he kind of put me in a really good situation. I just, looking back on it now, and I'll kind of get to why, it, it's, uh, I wish I would have, wouldn't have taken it for granted <laughs> a little bit, but, um, so then, yeah, got the news that Kidder was closing in June, at the end of June, so that was, a, uh, you know, after being somewhere for that long, just crazy, really, to me, but, uh, so I decided to go over to the music shop, which is really the last music shop in Bloomington at this point. And I went over there and talked to some of the people and they I had been they'd reached out to me maybe three months prior and said they had an opening and wondered if I would be interested in filling it. So I figured they had probably filled it long before I I came in there. But since with all all the COVID stuff, you know, they they hadn't really Put, put a lot of effort into filling that void of the person that was leaving. So, you know, it just really it was like the stars aligned, kind of, because I found out that we were going to close at the end of June. I went into music shop the Tuesday after, um, and they seemed pretty open to the idea of getting me on the staff, and then interviewed Friday, had the job by Saturday. You know, I still had to work the rest of June, uh, regular with Kidder, and then right, I worked all the way through, I think it was like the 4th of July, because we had some packing days at Kidder, and then um, started July 6th at the music shop, so, you know, that se seems great for sure, and it really, really has been nice to, you know, would have been a <laughs> maybe a little bit nicer to you know, had a, have a week between or something where I could kind of re-get my bearings, but I, you know, they wanted me to start, like, before the big rental season for all the band kids to start, so I ended up and, you know, went from one job right to the next, and at the music shop, they really did kind of go out of their way to work with my schedule like a little bit, which they don't usually do, which was, you know, very kind. And, uh, so they gave me all day Wednesday off cause that, that, that's like my big teaching, uh, guitar lesson day. And, you know, I have, I have three other days of teaching throughout the week, but I just kind of only have like one or two students on those days. So they, they gave me that, which was super nice. They gave me every Friday off, which was very, very nice, but they were, pretty um consistent about 
me having to do every Saturday, which, you know, for me is fine. I'm not really that worried about it, but, um, and they, they were really like, you can leave early if you have a show or something. We'll, we'll work with the, you on that, but you pretty much do have to work every Saturday. And they wanted me to work full-time. Whereas Kidder, I was technically full-time, but with two different positions because all the all the guitar lessons I had were through Kidder. So they, they kind of facilitated that, and those counted towards my overall hours. And uh, then I was on the floor, you know, for... 25 or 30 because it's just above 30 hours that um combined i was working so it was like 35 hours or something like that per week with lessons and lessons fluctuate but um anyway so uh the music shop wanted me to work full-time without because they don't really facilitate the lessons so they wanted me to do uh like 30 35 hours every week and then, you know, I just do my lessons outside of, outside of the music shop. And so definitely taking some getting used to. I'm definitely working more hours and it's about to get a lot, a lot more. I'm going to be doing, because their, their summer hours are 10 to 6 every day. Um, and I work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 10 to 5 on Saturday. But their uh, weekly hours are changing from 10 to 6 to 10 to 7 here this next week. So it's going to be pretty intense. I'm going to be getting like 35 hours there. And then I teach, you know, I have probably 10 or f between 10 and 15 students right now outside of uh, the music shop. So it's been pretty intense on that front. And of course, with going like having a new job you have to learn all the and i i mean i'm lucky i have 10 years experience with music retail and that's pretty much all i'm doing at the music shop but everything i mean it's much bigger store much more corporate all the people are super nice but uh you know it's just i have to learn how to do every part of you know their system and they have a lot they work with a lot more brands and a lot more inventory and they have other stores and I don't know. It's a little overwhelming if I'm being 100% honest. Uh, but, you know, it, I'm thankful that I got it. And uh, it's just been, you know, hard kind of to adjust to this new schedule. But, I mean, it's in, in retrospect, you know, I, I don't have a lot of shows right now. So it was really a good time to switch jobs and kind of gradually build into maybe something a little crazier than I'm used to because right now I got the the hours that are a little bit less and I don't have a lot of shows so I'm not like playing every Friday Saturday which would you know add a ton of extra work per week which you know I miss I really wish that I was doing shows every Friday and Saturday but you know that'd be on top of learning everything and working extra hours would be pretty intense all at once so it's like i'm kind of gradually learning how to do everything gradually getting used to the schedule and then eventually i'll i'll get more hours and i will you know start rebooking shows i haven't really been pushing hard to book shows either just because we're in kind of a such a weird state for uh, what's going on i mean i know that some places are are actively booking and I just don't know how I 
I mean, if a show falls in my lap, I'm definitely taking it because I need the money and I, you know, I love playing, but like, I don't know. It's, it seems like a, 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 not a great idea to really push it, you know, as far as exposing myself and others. And, you know, like I said, with, with every, with my new job and everything, you know, I feel like I should kind of get used to that and get used to how this is going to work. But it's, it's hard. I mean, I don't want to be like poor me or anything like that because I'm so lucky to be working. But, you know, it's just, it's the first, this would be, I'm starting my second, almost my second month at this job. And I just feel a little overwhelmed for sure. But I'm grateful and lucky that I'm still able to work and still have a job. I'm not having to, you know, scrape by, which is nice. But uh, it's, it's definitely cutting into my extracurriculars, I think, ultimately, with, uh, you know, booking shows, which I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little not crazy about the idea of booking a ton of shows right now anyway even without any of the stuff going without the new job and all that with everything going on but also like it's an adjustment period so I feel like I need to kind of get comfortable with the way things are before I really start pushing really hard to book again but uh so yeah that's that's been a crazy it's been a crazy ride so far on that front so I'm I just wanted to mention that stuff because, you know, I, I haven't been putting out as many podcasts and I haven't been playing as many shows. And uh, so that's kind of the underlying reason I would say that that is the case. But uh, so I was going to, I had two other shows I was going to talk about. I played at, so I played, no, I had one other because I talked about the Kankakee farmer's market i played at clark bar one more time and it was just a complete flop i mean nobody came i don't really know why it was semi-nice out and um i don't know they they had mentioned something weird had happened the like the the weekend before we played or the night the week before and it kind of got a little weird over there i guess for some reason but uh we ended up cutting it a little early and uh and honestly, it was just kind of a screw-around set anyway because we were pretty much were playing for Dave's brother by the end of it, uh, which, you know, um, Jimbo is his name, but he, he was along for the ride with Dave. And so we ended up and just played whatever he wanted to hear or, like, maybe I tried some different songs and stuff like that. Nothing too crazy, but... Uh, and then... Um, so... That that was the last of the of the four shows, so very anticlimactic. But I do have one coming up this Saturday with Blair, and that's in Pontiac for a private party at Bob and Ringo's. So uh, it's like a, a surprise birthday party. So and you know that'll be fun. I, I was like playing with Blair; it's a good time. And we did get something in the books for in the future. We're, we're, uh, doing Blair, Blair, I, Blair, oh, <laughs> let, let me try to say this correctly. Uh, Blair, Dave, Lowe, and I are 
playing at the Bloomington Center of the Performing Arts here in town for a virtual concert series. And, you know, we got two months till we record that, and I really want to just get ready for it, you know. So it's an hour set, and it's shot really well, and I just want to make sure that, you know, we sound the best that we could possibly sound. Something else, um, too, I've been doing last couple weeks, I've been itching to play and haven't had a lot going on, so I've, I've went out busking, which is an adventure always, but I got, I got, uh, I got a cajon and a foot pedal for the cajon, so you could just kind of sit and play foot percussion, which, um, you know, usually I stand and play, which would be, with my big kick drum and stuff, would be pretty awkward to do that, and, uh, I've, I've, you know, I've been going out and doing, like, four-hour sets, and, you know, I make a little bit of money. Dave came to the first one, and we probably made, like, you know, close to 50 bucks, which was, wasn't a ton, but I was just kind of, it was nice to make a little bit of money, and then it was also nice to play in front of people, and also nice to kind of get used to my new foot percussion setup, which, um, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to be doing that live, but for practicing and, um, for, uh, like busking type things, or if it's just like a little acoustic show, I could do it, but, uh, it's it's it sounds really good i think i think the 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 foot pedal on the cajon like has like a uh foot pedal that was meant for the cajon so it has this really nice bassy sound to it and then i use my tap shoe and it's just you know a little bit more relaxed than because if i was standing and playing foot percussion for four hours you know that that can be a little little bit much so and uh you know, I don't know. It's just, it's especially because I can't really leave or take take I could take a break, but I never do. I always just play for like three and a half or four hours straight. But um, so that's been good. I think that's been keeping me sharp. And uh, this last one I did was Friday night, and I made like almost eighty bucks, which was, you know, not much for a four hour set, but you know, eighty bucks for practicing learning how to use my new foot percussion setup and um you know it's it was good it was fun and there's there's no stakes you know it's just fun i can practice some stuff maybe i wouldn't normally practice and i don't know and that you know that's the if it, it feels like a true live you know there's no no amplification i'm just singing it just sounds how it sounds no effects no extra anything more of a natural feel natural sound so, you know, it was it was pretty great, really. And after after I accomplished, you know, four hours of that, I, I always feel really good about myself. You know, it was real, it seems like, I guess. Real expression. Play lots of originals, play lots of covers that I like. And, you know, I have little conversations with people that are walking by, and it's in the moment, and it's, you know, fun. So, and that's ultimately why I'm here, right? That's why, why, why I show up because of the fun part. And I don't have to set up for, you know, I, I try to, that's why I got this cajon set up, foot, foot set up is because I can set it up really quick, sit on it. Don't have to look to look as awkward, but I just sit and play and real, real easy to set up, really easy to tear down, real natural looking, really natural sounding. 
and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm probably going to continue doing that as much as I can because, uh, you know, I, I, I need it, honestly, in a lot of ways. I need the extra money. I need to practice more. I need, I need to have the feeling of performing live. You know, so that's been it's been fun. So other stuff going on. I have some cool podcasts lined up. I have uh, Cody from or Chicago Farmer. He's gonna, I think, do let me interview him for the podcast here in the next uh, couple weeks or so. So that'll be something to kind of keep a lookout on. And uh, I did recently do a podcast with Kendrick Coates and Derek Griffin, uh, Big D. So uh, I'm working on the editing on that before I get it out. So that, that'll be coming, you know, pretty soon. And then I have Austin Willis, who's probably going to be in the mix, and Stephen Jewell, who's probably going to be in the mix. So some fun, cool interviews coming up. And anyway... Uh, that should be about it. I'll probably, you know, I'll try to do solo pod every once in a while and, you know, just kind of check in. I know that maybe these aren't the most exciting. It's been, it's been a little bit more fun with guests, I think. Bring more interesting topics, I think, come up and it's just, I'm, I like talking. So I kind of write up my alley, I guess. And, uh, but, you know, this is still something I need to be doing regularly anyway just to work on my expression and work on you know just talking in general and getting better at it so you know and when when I do end up and have guests I don't really talk as much about like the the little things I guess it's more like big topics and like there's usually some sort of theme almost that we end up talking about so you know I don't really check in this is kind of more of like me just organizing some of the stuff that's happened, some of the stuff going on in my life, and I, uh, I thought that, uh, you know, maybe I would just do the, the interviewing and guests, kind of, but I think I'm going to be doing this, like, at least once, once or twice a month, you know, regardless of that other stuff. Also, I think, uh, my brothers and I are probably going to be starting our own podcast as well, uh, and it's going to be, we listen to an album we some, one of us pick an album we all listen to it and then once a month we kind of discuss it and i don't know i i always value their my brother's opinions on music and i get kind of the the filtered down through the grapevine uh leads on good new music and uh, you know, I really appreciate that, but then talking to some people, some of my friends and stuff, they kind of are stuck in a rut with music because they don't have anything like that. You know, they don't have older brothers or they don't have anybody that shows them new stuff. So not that I think that, you know, it'll be a hit or anything, but if people are looking for something new, uh, my my older brothers are definitely a great resource for that. So, and they're, they're good talk at talking as well. So that's something else we're gonna end up and be doing here shortly so that's pretty much it for today as always i appreciate anybody who took the time to listen and i will talk to you next time have a good one
Thank you.